day, everybody. Welcome to podcast number 38, 17th of the 5th, 2021. Um, yeah, what uh, <laughs> May is nearly done. It's freezing cold here in Armadale, minus three, I think, this morning. And it's a, uh, yeah, no, things have been uh, a little bit ordinary. Um, just gone back from the Gold Coast on the weekend. However, it was um, quite the opposite up there. Beautiful, sunny days and um, 24 degrees. So um, I'm envious of all you people living by the coast and uh, in Queensland. But um, but that's the way it is. Oh, I suppose it's still 35 degrees in Cebu, so the team over there are uh, just lapping it up. Hey, um, so I just wanted to remind you all that um, fair, complete, current and non-conflicted is the advice that we want to be giving. And um, look, the other thing is um, to remember that... Um, Look, you guys are, the buck stops with you. When it comes to advice, it's really, really important that you remember that, um, you know, if you, when, when you're engaged as an advisor, your client has got no one else. They engage you and they expect you to give them, you know, all of the advice. So, you know, it's, you're really, really valuable to them. And, uh, and don't be, uh, definitely don't underestimate your value. Um, what do I want to talk about this one? You know, there's a couple. There's there's a little bit on. I apologise, it's been a little bit late since I've put another one out. But uh, we had the PD day, and we covered a bit in that. Um, so I wanted to um, um, give you a breath of a breath, breath of fresh air and a chance to catch your breath. But uh, what I want to talk about is ongoing arrangements and documents. Now, obviously, everybody's going through thinking about their ongoing arrangements and their processes around that at the moment. And it's good to be doing that. You need to be. Well, you have to be doing that um, because, uh, you know, you've got to understand that in your business. The big thing I've noticed is that a lot of the a lot of the ongoing arrangements or the um, annual arrangements, um, you need to read them, get in there and actually have a good look through them and read them and make sure that the actual words make sense. There's a lot of things on there that just, um, you know, in some of the agreements that I've read um, They've just been picked up from other agreements and that sort of stuff and tapped together and been punching them out for the last 12 months and you haven't actually gone through and read the words. The same as the, even the words that we of the documents that we send out. You know, if we give you a, a template for something and you, you go through it and the words don't make sense, then, you know, just get rid of them and, and, and change them. Just let us know if it's an official document or something that uh, you might we might need to check it from a compliance perspective. But, you know, it's really important that you guys have the correct words in, in your documents. Um, look, and that's the same thing with the FSG. Uh, we've just worked on a new FSG because there's obviously a couple of changes with regard to um, being able to call ourselves independent or not call ourselves independent, their declaration of no independence. But um, look, there's been quite, quite a few more changes in that um, our copy of the FSG. And the reason we've done that is we've seen that there's a lot of stuff in there that's superfluous. Um, some practices have come back and they said, look, we like the new FSG, but we want to add this bit of wording. We want to take out this bit of wording. And that's been really helpful for us. But it's also been helpful for those practices to get a, you know, an FSG that's, you know, works works with them. And depending on how you use your agreements and how you charge and how your practice is set up, you can you can adjust those um, those documents. Anyway, so enough on that. And, and um, look, the next thing I want to talk about is Brooke. Um, and Jezume are undertaking the preparation of um, some training for your office staff. Now, most of us have a practice manager and, you know, the bigger practices have a practice manager that's now looking after two or three other staff. Um, and they're still having to, you're still having to direct them quite significantly as an advisor. And when the advisor's having to direct them, it's because of the fact that, um, you know, these people have come through our ranks, learned all of the things about our practice, but they don't have those external skills, you know, understanding accounts and bookkeeping. 
understanding leadership and how to um, deal with your um, your staff, understanding your workers' compensation obligations and that sort of stuff. And what we want to do is we want to start putting together a bit of a masterclass for those people that run your practice so we can actually help them you know, run your staff agenda, the, the agenda for your staff meeting and, and all the things that you we actually want them to do, which they've sort of had to pick up, you know, by osmosis essentially over the years. And we want to actually be able to get some experts in and um, show them how to do things uh, correctly. So that'll be interesting, but just watch, uh, you know, watch this space for that. There's going to be a, um, yeah, Jesme and Brooke are working on that and uh, we've got a number of people who can come and give us some training in there. It won't be onerous, but there will be you know, a bit there, definitely not uh, compulsory. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is the um, video tasking. Now, quite a few, quite a few of the advisors have actually started um, um, tasking the op staff using videos. And um, yeah, it's a, a really, really good method. It's just as simple as opening a, um, opening Zoom and pressing record, talking into it, or even just get your phone and hold your phone up, press record, and just talk into it as you actually do a task. And if you actually do that, then the, um, the, the op staff can actually use that over and over again. And then make sure that they, you know, when you're actually teaching to do it, something, they actually get it right and they can do it over and over again. And it also helps build some redundancy. So if one of those staff members are away and they have to actually do something, then they can actually use that video. Um, next thing, PD Day. Yeah, you know, last PD Day went pretty well. So, so and look, with some great feedback. Thank you for the people who provided some feedback on that. Um, we had a short survey, but what, one of the things we've taken on board is that a we need to do it more often. But secondly, it probably doesn't need to be as long. And so what we're going to do is we're actually Brooke's looking at doing shorter ones. So she's actually going to do sort of you know probably four sessions or something like that, and just have a sort of a um, a short PD day, and it might be once every you know six weeks to two months. So as we can actually try and get more information out, more more training for you, because you know the feedback was the tech session was really good, and so we're going to be able to find some more um, technical advice and just getting some you know exposure to different things. So uh, so Brooke's working quite hard on that, and she's going to come up with the um, the, the next PD day. It's been penciled in for the seventh of July at this point. I hope I didn't steal her thunder by telling you that one, but it's uh, due to um, to roll out on the seventh of July, the next one. Um, next thing I'm going to talk about is hybrids. Now, there's a bank hybrid, um, you know, big bank hybrids, and um, there's a, um, a hybrids ETFs out there. And those ETFs are probably a good way of getting access to some of the, the hybrid investments, which can shore up a part of your, um, your defensive portfolio. So what we're looking at is, you know, obviously we have the big problem at the moment is the, the fluctuations that we're seeing in the defensive proportion of a portfolio and clients are finding that difficult and advisors are finding it difficult to plug the hole. And then we're talking about the defensive end and we're getting these um, silly fluctuations and or going to cash and cash is paying an extra nothing. One of the things that sits, sits, sits in the middle there is the uh, the hybrid ET, hybrids. Now hybrids themselves are a direct share and they're probably a little bit difficult to get hold of and it's a you know it's a little bit complicated to run in a standard portfolio. But if you're on a decent platform, you can jump into the a couple of these hybrid ETFs now. I know Vanguard have them, beta shares have them, and there's probably yeah, plenty of others as well. But those um, ETFs is also cash ETFs as well. And so what you can do is you actually get, um, you know, for the conservative point of the portfolio, you can actually start using some of these ETFs, which provide a much better return than the, uh, you know, the half a percent or the 1% that you're getting for, um, 
you know, in the cash portion. And especially with all the big concerns about the cash in CFS at the moment, um, it allows you another option and, you know, much more flexibility if you're in a, um, on a different platform, even if you move to the wrap or a wrap platform, you can actually pick up one of these ETFs. Um, next thing we want to talk about is um, oh, ETFs. Just want to confirm too, ETFs. So if you want to use an ETF, we've, uh, we work on the theory that all the ETFs are approved as long as they're non-synthetic. Now, obviously, uh, you know, if you don't know what the synthetic ETFs are, you probably need to do a little bit of research. Um, but uh, it's a good thing to get into that ETF space because it allows you to give um, lots of different investments. But on that line of synthetic ETFs, we've also had a discussion, the board's had a discussion about digital currency. And what we're thinking at the moment is digital currency is still a little bit synthetic and it can't be actively traded. There's lack, lack of liquidity and all the things that go with that. And so what uh, at this point in the time, um, any digital currencies are not approved. And you know, albeit there is this discussion as to whether they are actually a financial product, but at the moment we're still working on the theory that they're not a financial product. Um, but from our perspective, they're not, um, they're not approved. All right, next up is web page. Um, Brooke and the team are starting to work on, are going to get some people on it. It's going to be a slow one, but we're going to actually work on the AE webpage and make it a little bit more advisor friendly. So, uh, you, you know, you push your clients to there, but we can also get advisors that push to there and um, work on getting, uh, um, using that as a method of picking up some, some potentially picking up uh, clients and or advisors. So what, we want, what we're going to be doing is I'll be come around and when I'm um, looking at some of the practices, I might be asking you guys for video testimonials. And what I want to do is actually get some video testimonials from practices. And something that um, I thought about that's probably a good idea for you, for you guys to start using too is some video testimonials from your clients to put on your web page or to use when you're trying to sign up a new client. And you can actually have you know words from an existing client about, yeah, I got my pension here last year. And ever since I've had that, I've had these great returns. And I've also been paid this amount of money into my, uh, my bank account every month for blah, blah, blah. And you know, your clients actually can explain to your prospective clients, you know, the ins and outs of how a product actually works for them. Obviously it doesn't fill a void of advice, but it does actually help um, understand the products in a client, um, in, in a client's words. So anyway, that's worthwhile thinking about and uh, we'll be sort of helping in that space as we get, as we get going as well. And uh, we might be asking you to actually give us a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a testimonial on itself. Um, next thing is I want to welcome, welcome, we've got two new members of the, the team, uh, the ops team, that's uh, Christine Tin, um, who's helping out with Lifetime Financial, and Maria, who goes by Ali, who's uh, helping out Saracens, which is Tom and uh, Stuart Skidmore in Melbourne as well. Um, next thing is the peer groups. Now, a couple of peer groups are still tacking over, which is really, really good, um, but the other ones are a little bit slow. Look, if you want a hand to get your peer group back up and rolling and get people um, active, Make sure you get in touch with Brooke or Noemi and uh, they'll work together and, you know, they can bring the list out and try and get everybody together on a, uh, on a bit of a Zoom thing or something. But uh, look, the peer groups are a great thing and it's, you know, it's good to bounce things off. But if you haven't got a peer group, just remember that there is the advisor chat and the advisor chat's pretty good for, um, you know, getting some good feedback. And I, you know, all of you guys who are actually using the advisor chat, thanks very much for the input because there's been some really good input in there. And it's um, some of the stuff has been, you know, quite helpful for people. Um, next thing I want to do is site visits. So we're moving through most of the site visits now. So we're about, we're well over halfway through. Brooke and I have been doing most of them together with the objective of, uh, obviously, after we do that, then Brooke will be able to do the odd one by herself and uh, release the load on me. 
which is uh, which is good. But uh, you know, we're going to Newcastle in a couple of weeks, and uh, and then Brisbane again, just to finalise a few that we've got done. Then we've still got a couple to do in Melbourne, but um, you know, most of the uh, the country's been sorted out for now. Um, Payway. Those of you who are collecting fee direct fees directly off the client currently using Payway. Now, Payway is uh, the the system. If you haven't got it, it's a system we use through the Westpac Bank. But you log into a page, put in the client's credit card details, and uh, the money goes straight into our account. Then you fill in an invoice, so as we know who the money is for and which advisor to give it to, and away we go from there. Look, up until date, it hasn't been a huge amount, but it's actually wanting to get quite large now. The money that we collect through this system. Um, so what we're going to have to do is start passing on the credit card fees. And so there's a small fee that they apply. It's quite cheap compared to normal credit card fees. Um, I'm not sure of the exact amount, but Jess and I will be able to send uh, update you on that. But what we have to do from now on is actually start uh, a user pays. So if you're getting a lot of money collected through Payway, there will be a small credit card, card cost on that. Now, you can either absorb that yourself or pass that on to um, your clients. But uh, it's, yeah, it's just something we can't do anymore. Um, next thing is, uh, while we're talking about invoices, I have, uh, you know, most weekends, which is really weird, and I can understand what happens, I get phone calls from people asking um, for um, information about their um, invoice. And so you're giving, so um, a lot of practices are giving someone an invoice, and for some bizarre reason, you have my phone number on there and my details. When you're, um, if your staff are sending out invoices, make sure that your practice's details are on the invoice and your phone number, the office phone number. That way when the clients ring, they actually get the office and they don't actually get me. Look, I try to help them out and give them the right numbers and all that sort of stuff, but it's a little bit inconvenient. A lot of times I don't want to be giving your personal number and I don't have a lot of the office note phone numbers in my uh, my phone. So can you have a look at your invoices and just make sure that they actually have your office details on there, not uh, my office details on there. That would be lovely. Thank you. Um, next thing is um, the huddle. So the ops team in the Philippines, um, what they do is every morning at nine, nine o'clock our time, they get together and they have what they call a, a huddle. And in that, all of the team get together and they say what, what, they've, what, what they've enjoyed, um, yeah, what, a good thing about their day, what, the, what they've achieved in yesterday, what they plan on achieving today. And then they put some input in as to what they think um, they can do to help the business further on and you know it's a good system and they and just may work and gets them all um in there of a uh, for morning at nine that's every day um what i wanted to do is that uh, look invite you guys as advisors to put your hand up and go and watch that huddle every now and then um or, you know or just even at once and it's just a matter of sending jesmay a note and she'll hook you in from zoom and you can actually just go in as a guest you don't have to say anything just sit there and watch what the uh, what the team does but it gives you a really good insight as to what the team's actually achieving and what their priorities are at, at, uh, at any one point in time and um yeah it's just good to be uh, for them to show your face as well so they all get to know you so if you feel like doing that just send a, um, a message to jesame and she'll um she'll tap you into the huddle at any point in time Last one, and one of the um, the exciting ones for me, is essentially we've almost completed tra um, training the team to be able to produce a good ROA. Now, because as, as you know, we've come up with a different template for ROAs. Now, and Jesme and Dan have been working quite hard on this, and they've done a couple of ROAs today, and um, they've come out really well, like they're a good ROA. And uh, because advisors are sending the tables for them to do anyway, so they might as well just take go into your file and grab the um, the blurb that you wrote during the uh, the review interview and take that, put that on the top of the ROA and it's virtually done. 
So what we're going to do at the moment is we're Jessamay and I are working on a, an ROA request form, which specifically is linked to the form that they fill in. So you actually fill in the things that you, you need and uh, the tables that you need to work on and they'll be able to produce the ROA. But further to that, we want to actually build it so when you do your file note after your review, you save that in your online storage facility. Then your ROA request form only necessarily has to have a link. And so you just put the link, which is your ROA request form. Our team will click on that link, go in, get your file note details, put that into the situation section of the ROA, see what uh, whether you've switched them or rebalanced them or left them alone, put the appropriate tables in. So it should get to a point where we've got a really, really friction-free free ROA tool and the team in the Philippines will actually, be, our ops team will be able to produce those for you. For me, that's a really, really good result because, you know, they can, I don't know quickly, I don't, don't know exactly how long they take to do it, but it's going to be a, um, a really, really valuable tool. And by them going into your, being able to go into your file, they don't just have to work on the ROA on its own because they'll go back to the original SOA, which is the way we're teaching it. They go to the SOA and actually read what the advice was in the first place. So as they actually have a feel for it and they know what they're writing about, when they're, what the details should look like when they put it in the ROA. So um, look, watch, your, watch, watch this space on that. And, um, and obviously if you want to give Jezume a hand and maybe practice a couple, and um, I dare say she'll, uh, she, she'd be happy if you put your hand up to uh, talk to her about that. But that's definitely something we're working on from there. Look, apart from that, me complaining about the cold at the first time, uh, the start of this was a little bit hollow in that I'm just about to head to Foster. So tomorrow, on Wednesday morning, today's Monday, Wednesday morning, Lisa and I, we pack up and go to Foster for three months so as we get out of the cold. Um, so I look forward to that. If anyone's passing through Foster on the way, make sure you drop in and say good day. But apart from that, that concludes CL update number 38. Hope you're all well and uh, staying healthy. Go get your, uh, well, you guys over 50, it's time to go and get your COVID jab and uh, we'll talk to you soon enough. Cheers.